1: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. But, you know, yeah, it's challenging because I think when kids get on our campus, they see all the great things, and that's a winning edge uh, for us in the recruiting process. We've just had to to adjust just like every other program and and find ways to be creative uh, and, you know, not complain about it, just figure out a way to get it done. Uh, and I think we've done a really good job up to this point. We feel good about the 21 class, uh, what we have at this point. We're not done, and then obviously we got to be moving on to 22s to get that thing rocking and rolling. And Our guys have been uh, working hard with that as well. It'll be nice for us to, to play here in a couple weeks, two and a half weeks, so then recruits can see us you know, on TV as well. Uh, that will help because you know, obviously we haven't played yet, but that will really help uh, to be on TV and be seen. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. That was Nebraska running backs coach and recruiting coordinator Ryan Hell just talking about the challenges that are ahead. And Nate, uh, as we bring in Nate Klaus here over the phone, uh, Scott Frost on his radio show pretty much broke down what their needs are um, in recruiting here to finish out the class. And he said they need two more defensive linemen, maybe another defensive back. And then after that, it's take the best available player Kind of your thoughts on the final stretch here for Nebraska and how they're trying to wrap up this 2021 class.
0: Yeah, I mean, what Scott Frost said on the on his radio show is pretty close to what I think we were all thinking Nebraska wanted to take or, or needed to take to close out this 2021 class. Uh, was a little surprised he, he said only two defensive linemen. I figured that might be closer to three. Um, in that he didn't mention any, any more linebackers in the class necessarily. That's not to say that they won't take a third D lineman or an extra linebacker as one of those next best available, but it uh, was a little interesting the way that, that he broke that down. But uh, for the most part, I mean, they're in their stretch run here. They only have a handful of spots left, and, and I think you do need to be somewhat selective there uh, with, with uh, who you're taking if they're not – one of those two defensive linemen or uh defensive backs that he mentioned but uh certainly i think they're in on on a handful of guys that could very well fill those holes going forward
1: and i misspoke nate you're right he said linebacker he said they need a couple more defensive linemen and after that best available another defensive back and a linebacker um are kind of the priorities um but you talk about best available nate and we saw that maybe play out this week with an in-state offer to Norris tight end James Carney, who has an Iowa offer, a Pitt offer, and a K-State offer. Nebraska came in with an offer, and I think this is kind of how things are going to go over time. When when there is an in-state kid that gets respectable Power 5 offers like James Carney has gotten, particularly Iowa and Kansas State local programs, I think Scott Frost and the staff have made the decision – we are going to find a way to make it work with these guys uh, because there are very few of them in our state, and we got to make sure we keep them all.
0: Yeah, there's no question about it. I think that, and I think it makes all the sense in the world to do that. I mean, the worst feeling in the world is when you pass on an in-state kid, and he goes to you know a, either a divisional rival of yours or kind of a regional school like a K State would be, and has success there. And then everyone, including the coaching staff, is, you know, less wondering what could have been. And so I, I think it makes total sense to go ahead and, and to to make the numbers work and bring somebody in who, uh, you know, knows the lay of the land, uh, obviously grew up being a fan of the program and, and uh, you know, probably dreamt of being a Husker, just like James Carney. Um, you know, and obviously we'll find out next week exactly where, where James Carney is going, whether it's nebraska iowa k-state um you know likely one of those three schools but i I think it's smart for the staff to to kind of realize that hey um when there's an in-state guy like that that is that talented um and that has those other types of offers we got to make a way to to or find a way to make it work and um, you know, that's something we haven't necessarily seen every staff do over the last 10 to 15
1: years. With that said, Nate, both you and I have spent a lot of time now around James Carney and have met his family. Just from your radar and your gauge, I mean, would you be shocked if Nebraska doesn't land James Carney on Monday, October 12th when he's expected to make his announcement?
0: Yeah, you know, I would be shocked. I, um, You know, I, I think that there's still – you know, there's still a chance that anything can happen, and and I've kind of talked about this, you know, through ever since he got the offer. You know, I think uh, it's one thing to grow up being a fan of a program as a child, but when when you're actually being recruited, I think you you do view things through a little bit different lens as far as you know what uh, what situation is the best for you, what type of offense or defense or scheme might be the best for you at the next level, because you know those are all questions you have to to ask yourself and as you go through the recruiting process. But at the same time, I, I think that, you know, regardless of when that Nebraska offer came, uh, just knowing James and, and talking with him for as long as we've been talking with him, that was always an offer that he's wanted. And so when that came through, you know, he, he told me, I uh, said, you know, pretty safe to say that you were excited to get that offer. And then Kearney basically said, "Yeah, understatement of the year." And so uh, he, he he was very very excited to to talk with uh, Scott Frost when he got that offer, and um, and I would be pretty surprised if it wasn't Nebraska, uh, you know, here on this coming Monday or so. But uh, but you know, as you and I have seen over the years, anything can happen with recruiting. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see for sure.
1: Nate, what's interesting to me is you have five Power Five tight ends now right in this area for 2021 and 2022 and Thomas Fedoni, AJ Rollins, both Nebraska commits James Carney, who got the Nebraska offer, then Caden Helms and Mike O'Reilly, both 2022s at Bellevue West. Um, I mean, it's going to be hard to, to get all of it to come together with that many kids log jammed together. When you look at James Carney, how do you stack him up? In that group of five,
0: well, I mean, he's right. He's right towards the top, in my opinion. Um, and and I think one of the things that that impressed me the most, and, and that makes me feel that way, is just his performance at the Warren Academy showcase uh, this past July. You know, when he was he was going toe to toe with Thomas Fedoni, who's arguably the top overall tight end in the country, uh, top one hundred prospect overall prospect in the country, and um, and Carney. Measured in, just just as big, um, actually a few pounds heavier than Thomas Fedoni. He ran um, a little bit faster than Thomas Fedoni. And, uh, you know, when they were doing their one-on-ones, I mean, he was, was basically matching uh, everything Thomas Fedoni did on the field. And so uh, that really, really opened my eyes because I hadn't seen him. First of all, that was the first time I would really gotten a chance to see him up close and in person. Uh, but you could also see the, the amount of work that he had done uh, to kind of get to that level. And so I think James Carney's right there towards the top with, with Thomas Fidoni And, um, and then, you know, you have to be excited about those underclassmen. You mentioned Caden Helms and Mike O'Reilly. Those are two guys that are, that are quickly rising up the ranks. And um, to me, I think AJ Rollins is a little bit of the, the wild card out of the group because, uh, you know, out of all those players that I think that, He may be the best overall athlete or one of the best overall athletes uh, that could possibly play a a couple different positions. And so it's going to be hard for Nebraska to get all five of those guys considering uh, the, you know, the log jam that they might have at the position. Uh, But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised maybe if if, uh, A.J. Rollins could be a guy that, You know, as he continues to develop and and become a better football player, uh, you know, since he's kind of been a basketball player primarily growing up, uh, you know, maybe he maybe he moves to a different position or or gets another look at a different position to help alleviate the potential logjam too.
1: Nate, do we know how James Carney is going to make his announcement on Monday?
0: Not for sure. At least not the exact details. I, I think that. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think there's going to be like an official press conference or anything like that, but I do think that, um, you know, he's making some sort of video, um, or, or at least going to have some, some graphic presentation, uh, that will likely go out on Twitter at the very least. Uh, that's, that's kind of what we know as of right now, but, um, you know, and then like it, like I said earlier, it's going to be between Nebraska, Iowa, K State for sure. Those are the three teams that he's going to narrowed it down to. And, um, you know, and and we'll find out on Monday exactly you know what that official decision or announcement is, is going to look like.
1: All right, well, lots to stay logged on uh, to Husker Online as we'll have complete practice coverage here. With, uh, fall camp going on just two weeks away from Nebraska and Ohio State. Then James Carney. We're making his announcement on Monday. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.